can we check in on my guy Brandon from Locked On Gators just to make sure he's okay? Talking about this, Commitment Day is finally here. Cormani McLean, it's down to the Florida Gators, Miami Hurricane, Miami Hurricane, and Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> the man put the Miami Hurricanes in air quotes, and then we got him. Welcome to the U. Cormani McLean. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Cormani McLean Day. I'm Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I can finally be happy again about life and about football. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with a promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks folks five-star cornerback out of lakeland cormani mclean shocked the world yesterday shocked the world on thursday by choosing the miami hurricanes over the florida gators and over the alabama crimson tide everyone that i've spoken to who covers recruiting for a living was completely shocked by this one I was shocked by this one. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk with a couple of awesome recruiting analysts on this episode. Our pal John Garcia, Director of Football Scouting for Sports Illustrated, will join us. And our good friend Brad Tejeda from Kane's Insight is going to join us. So this one, guys, completely out of left field. If you were following my tweets on Thursday night, I even said it on Locked on Kane's on Twitter. I was going into Cormani's announcement with zero expectation whatsoever he would pick Miami. From what I understand... The Florida coaches and staff were as shocked as anyone. The Gators staff didn't see this coming. Everyone thought he was going to Florida. I was told that Cormani did not call Florida with the bad news. He did call Mario Cristobal a couple of days ago to give him the good news, but he didn't call anyone at Florida before he picked Miami. Uh, and they're so salty about it. Um, you know, did, did he owe them that? Uh, Pros, I, I don't I don't think so. Like if if you have a player who chooses somewhere else other than Miami and they don't give Miami a heads up beforehand, I don't take that personally. But the staff at Florida is taking this one really, really personally. Uh, I was told by someone who covers the Gators, uh, Gators recruiting specifically that the staff there was so shocked and upset by the way that this went down that they may not like even continue recruiting him from now until signing day. Because we do have to remember verbal commitments, guys. Verbal commitments are not binding. We are obviously in Kane's nation. We're extremely excited about the second ranked player in the entire country for the class of 2023 picking the U. And you've got, you know, two five stars now locked in. Probably should be three or four or five stars in this recruiting class. Like we're so pumped about this, but we understand uh, the finish line is not in late October, right? The finish line is in September or in February when these players actually put pen to paper to sign their national letters of intent. So we're not there yet, but obviously a verbal commitment here is massive. And I do expect this one to be signed on the dotted line as soon as McLean is able to do so. 
Uh, so, yeah, I knew this, one, this announcement was happening on Thursday evening, and I knew Miami had a hat on the table, right? There were three hats on the table, Miami hat, Alabama hat, Florida hat. He ends up putting the Miami hat on, you know, no nonsense about it to the point where I'm thinking, is he trolling us? Like, is this real? Because, <laughs> um, honestly, I thought it was going to be more than likely Florida. Uh, I didn't think Miami really had a shot. And, guys, for once in my life, I am so happy to be wrong. So let's talk about Cormani McLean. Per the 24-7 composite rankings, this is the number two player in the entire country for the class of 2023, and he's the number one cornerback. But the only player he's ranked behind in the class is Arch Manning, and that one's kind of debatable because I'm not sure he would be up there if his name was Arch Smith instead of Arch Manning. Cormani McLean is such a high-level five-star that as much as these recruiting services would love to do what they did to Jaden Wayne and like take a star away right after he picks Miami, like they can't do it this time because Cormani McLean is so highly ranked. Six foot two cornerback, which means excellent size for the position. He's got kind of a string bean right now. I know he's going to add more size and weight to the frame, uh, but he's got great height already. Uh, I'm not sure the most recent time he ran a 40 yard dash, but as an underclassman, he ran a sub four five forty. Uh, he's not only a lockdown corner, but the guy is a playmaker. That's why Cormani McLean is so special because he's not only Cormani Island, he's also Cormani interception. This guy's got 20 high school interceptions. And that's despite the fact that he got kind of a late start playing corner because he started his high school career as a wide receiver. Uh, and for a little bit, he was a two-way player. And so you go back to over the summer around July, I was told that it was kind of a tug of war between Bama and Miami with, you know, big promises and big NIL involved on both sides. Florida seemed to be on the back burner back in July. And then, you know, Florida got very much back in it to the point where they've been the prohibitive, prohibitive favorites for over a month now uh, since September, really. It's looked like a one-way street that was leading Cormani McLean to Gainesville. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. I'm on cloud nine right now, if you can't tell. And again, on this episode, we will be talking Cormani McLean with John Garcia Jr., Director of Football Recruiting from Sports Illustrated, and from Brad Tejeda, who covers recruiting tirelessly for canesinsight.com. And... I would love to because I haven't talked to Cormani with Brad in a while. Uh, you know, he was one of the ones that back in July was pretty confident about Miami's chances. So I don't know how much he wavered on that one. Right. Because, again, back in July, it looked like Miami had a real shot. And then in September, it looked like Miami didn't have a shot basically whatsoever. And then you fast forward to October 27th and he's shockingly putting the U hat on his head. Uh, here's what McLean told Andrew Ivins from 24-7 Sports. He says, two or three days ago, I knew it was going to be Miami. Me and my mom sat down and had a long talk. I had to choose one, and Miami was the outcome, he said. Uh, he continued. He said, Miami, it's just a cool atmosphere. I would say it feels like home. Obviously, Miami is a great school, and I can say they got a dog coming. And McLean, like he did mention that, they're obviously not getting the results on the field right now that you'd hope, but he believes the class of 2023 can be part of what brings the U back. That's what Mario Cristobal has been selling recruits on 
all throughout these struggles, right? Three and four season. How do you lose to teams like Duke and Middle Tennessee at home? It's I've lost a lot of sleep over it, guys. It's been catastrophic, the results that Miami's getting on been getting on the field for the last couple of months. But, uh, you know, Mario and his staff – and by the way, I know I shouted out Mario already, but the guy who I think deserved the first shout-out is Demarcus Van Dyke. He has been recruiting – like a monster and i know dvd he's the one that's really been putting in the most work on cormani mclean and rightfully so like when you look at cormani's on three.com page his 24 7 sports.com page you know the name of the coach slash recruiter who got this one delivered uh it's credited to demarcus van dyke and i believe that i'm not taking anything away from mario when i say that i'm just saying i want to make sure i give demarcus van dyke the credit where credit is due because he's really the one who's been the point man on this. So congratulations to DVD and congratulations to coach, coach Cristobal because obviously his vision and his, his uh, management of this program plays a big part in that. And coach has been preaching all along when he's taught, whether it be the blue chip guys who have been verbally committed since the summer, like Francis Maui Goa, who's the next top ranked guy in Miami's class behind Cormani Jaden Wayne, Jaden Rashada, hopefully Rashada is solid and everybody's solid there. But the message all along from Cristobal has been, we are building something special here and we're going to be completely brutally honest that what's happening right now is not good enough and it's not acceptable. Uh, but he's being honest with these players and he's explaining to them the plans, the blueprints. He's not blowing smoke up there. You know what? This is how we bring it back, and we need you guys, the Cormani McLeans of the world. We need you guys to be the ones that help bring this back. So I absolutely love to hear that. Um, so the Hurricanes now, if you're keeping track of recruiting rankings, uh, this one's a big boost, of course. And also, like Miami also just got uh, Antoine Jackson reclassified from the 2024 class to the 2023 class. So, okay, a few days ago, the only corner that you had verbally committed for this class and he's good but just one guy Robert Stafford and then within a handful of days you now add another four star to that mix in Antoine Jackson and the prize of all prizes Cormani McLean five star now headlining that cornerback class and folks I don't think Miami's done I think Miami's got a legitimate chance at Desmond Ricks who's reclassified now as well from 2024 to 2023. I think Miami's got a shot at Desmond Ricks so I don't think that this is done from a cornerback standpoint and guys I've been telling you for months and I know you didn't want to hear it when Miami was struggling but I've been telling you for months that there is a chance Miami could flip five-star wide receiver Brandon Innes from Ohio State to Miami. Uh, I don't have any new information on that, but I think what happened with Cormani McLean should remind us all anything is possible. Anything is possible. And the results on the field right now, which have been piss poor, piss poor results on the field for Miami are not having the type of impact in recruiting as some of you guys thought it would. So that is incredible. Um, and it's funny because Cormani McLean and Francis Maui Goa are now, if you go by the rankings, two of the top seven ranked recruits Miami has ever had. Two of the top seven ever, Cormani McLean and Francis Maui Goa, and they're both expected to join this class of 2023. I have no words. Like for <laughs> when I was watching Cormani put on the Miami hat last night, maybe for the first time in my life, I was completely speechless. I didn't know what to say. Like I, I was dumbfounded by it. I, I, I when he was putting on the hat, I thought it was a troll job. I'm like, what? 
okay, so is he going to throw it in the garbage and, and put on a Gator hat? I didn't know. Instead, he basically, without actually doing it, he basically threw the Gators' entire program in the garbage because that was a huge, huge whiff by their coaching staff and by their recruiting class, uh, by their recruiting staff, I should say. Folks, uh, we got a lot to come. Make sure you keep it locked right here. John Garcia, Jr., Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated, is going to join us right after we talk about the awesome folks at Underdog Fantasy. Guys, it is so easy to sign up. You go to the Underdog website, you create an account, and look for the different pick'em choices for your team every week at all the big college games. Uh, guys, so here's what I'm going with this week, my friends. And it's easy to sign up underdog.com uh, underdogfantasy.com i should say or on the underdog app which is a free app on uh, on apple podcast not apple podcasts it's a free app in the iTunes store and in the Google Play store you look for the underdog app and you sign up with our promo code locked on that's all one word use our promo code locked on so for this week I'm going with Florida's Anthony Richardson lower than 162 and a half passing yards against Georgia. I'm going with Georgia's Brock Bowers higher than 59 and a half receiving yards. And then uh, in the ACC, I'm going with my guy Aranda Gadsden the second on Syracuse higher than 70 and a half receiving yards against Notre Dame. It's that easy, guys. You make two, three, four, five selections, predict if they're going to go higher or lower than their stat projections. And you're winning cold, cold, hard cash left and right. It's so much fun. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there. And you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store. Uh, Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. All one word. So when they ask for your promo code, Use the promo code locked on, and they're going to double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100 free. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Thank you for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide you. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, there's no better day than today, my friends. Cormani Celebration Day. We bring in John Garcia, Jr., Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated. John, I, I hope they're not killing you too hard because like, like every recruiting analyst in America, you thought he was going to Florida. I thought he was going to Florida. 100%. Look, I think that's the beauty of recruiting, right? This is... It's an emotional, ever-changing decision-making process. And look, when you when you look at the facts uh, going into this thing, Cormani had taken three straight trips to Florida, uh, all on his own dime. He canceled his Alabama visit, uh, and he hadn't been to Miami, to my knowledge, since his official visit back in the summer. So when he moves up his commitment date from you know an expected late you know November December deal to late October, you're like, man, this thing is screaming Florida just from a tea leaves intangible perspective. Then you double it down behind the scenes, right? Um, the entire Miami market is floored right now. Everybody in this portion of, of the Sunshine State had had no clue. I mean, there, there was no indicator that Cormani McLean was going to end up uh, at Miami. Behind the scenes, again, you know, reporting 101, right? Making phone calls, calling around the state, things like that. Everything screamed Florida heading into this verbal commitment. Yet and still, 
he picks Miami and it's it's pandemonium. And I think that's the beauty of, of college football recruiting and, and just how quickly things can seemingly change. And I say it that way because obviously, look, Cormani McLean fit right into this type of narrative, right? Quiet kid, not big on social, never really from his own mouth and his own end, never really gave anything away, right? He considered both Miami and Florida his his home state, hometown type schools. Always was very complimentary of Mario Cristobal. Demarcus Van Dyke deserves a ton of credit. I think this is the beginning of his true national ascent uh, as a positional recruiter. All those things from Cormani were in line, right? Final three, Miami, Alabama, Florida, all three hats on the table. And look, we should have we 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 saw a tweet from All Hurricanes, right? Uh, Brian Smith was on hand uh, at this announcement, and three hats were on the table: the Florida hat and the Bama hat were untouched, unused, curved, curved bill, and then the Miami hat looked like it has been worn several times. Flat bill, tags <laughs> off. We should have trusted the hat signs as opposed to all the reporting and opinion that goes into these verbal commitments. You know what I call this? Because I actually, I, I've created, well, I don't know if I created it, but I perfected this science. I call it hatalytics because yeah, I, every, it. every time, that's every it. time I watch one of these announcements, I can usually, it's not a hundred percent hatalytics, just like analytics aren't a hundred percent, but sure. I can usually tell which hat looks like it's the one that's going to get put on because it's been worn before. Oh, and by the way, real quick, before we continue, I want to remind you folks that Whenever John Garcia joins us, he's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Thank you to LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. So, John, it, it, it sounds like, uh, and Cormani said it, uh, that he only made this decision within the last couple of days. So do you think it was like... Sounds like he'd probably given Florida every indication he was coming there, and then this was a late swerve. Yeah, I, I think that that's, again, in line with who Cormani is, right? He is not someone who's um, extroverted, uh, on the phone with these coaches every day, and he's just not the type of kid, to me, that's going to call up every single staff and, and play the business, hey, thanks, but no thanks kind of deal. He's going to just kind of make his choice, and that's it. And his mother actually took to Twitter – Friday morning and kind of corroborated that she said look this was about Cormani this was his decision nobody else was involved even though that part's probably a little hard to believe she said look this was about him um so yeah I, I don't think he's the type that was going to call every single staff you know in BYU and these other schools and say hey you know we really appreciate the scholarship offer uh and, and the effort and the resources but I I'm going to head elsewhere thank you so much for your time don't want to burn a bridge blah 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 not that type of kid. So again, all of those actions or lack thereof pointed to one school in this recruitment. Um, and, and that's what's interesting about this decision now, right? Now we're, we're peeling it back and saying, okay, when was it Miami? You know, he told one outlet a couple months ago, they moved to the front. He said in the last couple of days, you know, it was when he really created the clarity. And then other intel suggests it was in the last couple of weeks. So we're getting a, a bunch of different timelines on this thing. But clearly, over the last, you know, several days and weeks at a minimum, uh, Miami has, has completely flipped uh, the perception internally and privately with Cormani McLean enough to earn his verbal commitment. Uh, so this is a huge deal. I mean, this is a huge deal, not only in the state of Florida, where obviously number one player in Florida, number one defensive recruit in America, all that stuff, but just optically. I mean, this Miami and Florida back and forth has leaned so hard orange and green after 
again, it felt like it was orange and blue for the most part. This is Jaden Rashada 2.0, but with exclamation points and underlines and bold and italics. This is a different feel to this this rivalry of of you know really two overachieving first year head coaches at least on the recruiting trail. I mean, just a fascinating development to look back on. And obviously signing day is still a couple months away. There's going to be more back and forth here. You just kind of feel it uh, with, with the level of, of uh, prestige that Cormani McLean brings to the table, but man, uh, as banner a win and as timely a win as you could have hoped for from the Miami perspective, because obviously on the field, uh, it's, it's been a bit of a disaster of late. You've covered uh, this player for the last few years. Tell Miami fans, what sort of a player are they getting in Cormani McLean? Yeah, I think that part gets lost in, in all the, the hoopla. This is an elite alpha prospect, a modern, true, new age cornerback who has not yet scratched the surface of what he's going to be. Cormani was a great receiver just a couple years ago. Pandemic year, switches over to DB full-time at Lake Gibson High School. And since 2020, more than 20 interceptions to his name, nearly one interception per game. And, and you have to think about how impressive that is by itself. But when you think of the reputation Cormani McLean has and the lack of targets heading his way, particularly over the last 12 plus months really that number becomes much more impressive but he's 6'1 6'2 170 pounds or so incredible length incredible explosiveness instincts and most importantly in this day and age for that position incredible ball skills he tracks the football yeah. like you would expect a former wide receiver to track that thing when, when the ball is in the air it is his more times than not. Uh, and now he's at Lakeland High School doing it against a national schedule on Friday nights and, and has been just the same. There's been no drop-off despite transferring, despite facing different schools. There's been no drop-off uh, from Cormani yet. And still, he's a couple years into his cornerback journey. So there is a sense that once he fills out his frame a little bit and really is all focused on the technical aspects of cornerbacking, this is this is your sauce gardener. This is your Derek Stingley. This is your new age modern boundary corner that, you know, is an All-American and goes early in the draft. Obviously a lot to say about him, you know, in terms of his ceiling and what he might be, but the traits, the tangible um, production that he's already shown and, and just the flashes of athleticism one-on-one -on -one in any setting, right? Because basketball, seven-on-seven, seven, he's he's elite there at the South Florida Express. I mean, there's just nothing that really gets by this kid on a consistent basis. And uh, you think about the modern offenses and what these, these pass-happy offenses and big-bodied wide receivers want to do. It's winning contested catches. It's back shoulder throws. It's it's placement. And when you combat that idealistically, you've got great length, instincts, and ball skills. And Cormani absolutely checks all those boxes. And he's an underrated run supporter. He's a physical prospect who will come down and, and lay the lumber as much as his 170 pounds will allow. So even that will be looked at as, as an enhanced strength once he puts on a little bit more weight and, and gets in, in into an ACC strength and conditioning program as well. So this is as good a cornerback prospect as we've scouted. Um, this is an elite football player, period. Even if he was a receiver, he'd be in that blue trip, nearly five-star type range. He is that athletic uh, and that impressive when the ball is in the air.
You got me ready to run through a brick wall, and I, I hopefully Miami doesn't just like lose to Virginia by two touchdowns tomorrow. And but they still, even that would not take my my smile away and the momentum I'm feeling away. And just excellent, excellent job. He's John Garcia Jr. T- check out his work, Sports Illustrated, SI.com, uh, at John Garcia underscore Jr. on Twitter. And folks, he wasn't the only one to predict Cormani to Florida. So let's, I mean, you know, let's spread our energy out on everybody. John, thank you so much for taking the time, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Donald. Thanks for having me. I love it. Guys, we're going to be talking with Brad Tejeda from canesinsight.com next. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube, making his triumphant return to the show. Brad Tejeda, who covers recruiting tirelessly, canesinsight.com. And I know he's thrilled about this one, especially for a guy who actually lives in Gainesville. So uh, you you must, like, Brad, are you just walking down the street? Are people just crying on the streets of Gainesville? Are there just tears flowing left and right? Alex, what's going on, man? It's, it is great. It is great to be back talking with you, man. And as, as you know, man, I always try to bring the energy when it comes uh, not only to the Hurricanes, but uh, yeah, man. I'm up here in Gainesville, and uh, it went from uh, it went from Money Day Friday to uh, In My Feelings Friday uh, for the Florida Gators real quickly. Um, you know they they started out you know out the gate when this uh, recruiting and NIL stuff you know took place. It was well, where are you guys gonna get the money from? And then a guy named John Ruiz shows up, and it's like, oh, well, he has money, but we have money too. That's not gonna make a difference. And now that we're starting to land five star recruits, the money situation is starting to come back. Uh, for the Florida Gators saying that's why we got Cormani McLean. But I think we all know there's other reasons besides that that we'll get into. <laughs> sure. Okay. And this this seems to take everybody by surprise. We were just talking with John Garcia Jr. Um, he, he was shocked. I was obviously shocked as well. Uh, at what point, like in the week or in the last couple of weeks, do you think maybe things change for Cormani where he may have decided Miami's the place for me? And how surprised were you? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, Alex, I mean, this is definitely a big surprise to everyone, right? When you when you look at any website, when you talk to most people around, you know, this young man in Cormani McLean, who was the number one cornerback in the class of 2023 and the number two overall player in the class of 2023, this is a young man that, you know, University of Florida was linked to this, this guy for a while now, right? You know, we're talking about a kid that came out of Lakeland, University of Florida Gator backyard, right? You know, they're getting most of the kids out of that high school. His coach, you know, the substitute teacher of Ahmad Black, as we know. I mean, it it seems like the curriculum for students, you know, they don't get on the same page with substitutes. That's why you need a real teacher uh, and Mario Cristobal. So we got one. But, yeah, man, I like it. Um, it it's, a, it's a huge move. It's a great get for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, it's, a, it's a huge surprise for all of us. And, I mean, I mean, I don't know what's a bigger surprise, Cormani McLean being a Miami Hurricane or John Ruiz being a part of the Russian mob, apparently. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I love it, man. You, you got to be excited, man. This is the number six overall recruit in Miami Hurricane history. You know, a few a few months back, we we were talking about you know a, a young man in Francis Maigoa, who at the time was the biggest land recruit Miami has had since Kenny Phillips, and now Cormani McLean becomes the biggest recruit we have landed since Francis Maigoa, obviously. But this is a huge gift for the University of Miami Hurricanes, and I think it dates all the way back to June 24th, Alex. When you look at a specific date, that was the unofficial visit for Cormani McLean and his family to come to Coral Gables, and that's where it all started. Um, I think the job that, obviously, Mario Cristobal and Coach Adai 
has done has been tremendous, but it has to be, be a big, huge credit to coach DeMarcus Van Dyke, right? Yes. I, think, I think that is the huge outcome in all this. When you talk to Cormani, um, when you talk to his, his mother, um, this is a, a recent interview he had with Andrew Ivins yesterday saying that he knew two months ago that the Miami Hurricanes and DeMarcus Van Dyke is where he wanted to be at. And it has to come down to, again, the R word, relationships, not money, not atmosphere, not how many people you're going to get in the stands. It comes down to relationships and early playing time, which that is going to be the key for Cormani yeah. McLean and the Miami Hurricanes. And uh, it, it's a great get, man. You're talking about a young man who unofficially visited the Florida Gators at least three or four times. And we end up pulling him uh, out of Gainesville. I mean, I, I love it. It's a great gift. And I'm just so glad that on this show we can we can talk recruiting again with a smile because the, the last couple months have been tough. And like any time I try to say, hey, listen, for as terrible as they look on the field, this staff could still recruit. You know, people just didn't want to hear about it. I, I think they want to talk about it again now. Uh, I imagine, Brad, this could be a big momentum builder, right? And, you know, another big name at cornerback in Desmond Ricks recently reclassified to 2023 um you know did does this put him even more on miami's radar or maybe now florida's gonna go all in for ricks maybe we can hit hand them another l like what what, what momentum what can cormani mcclain lead to who else can we get yeah alex i mean the momentum is definitely key here right i mean let's not get it twisted when you when you watch the miami hurricanes on a friday or saturday this year it hasn't been very uh very exciting but what we're doing on the trail has been tremendous and you have to build those building blocks for the future with Mario Cristobal. Um, after landing Cormani McLean, you now have 12 out of 19 commits in this class that will be enrolling early for the Miami Hurricanes. So that's already a good sign, you know, heading into the future. But when you want to talk about some of the next guys up, you mentioned Desmond Ricks, cornerback out of uh, IMG, which is seems to be a good pipeline. Miami starting to build there, as we know. You also got Samson Okanola, uh, who's going to be the next top offensive lineman on the board who should be making an announcement hopefully soon. Miami's in a good spot for him. You also got some other big names, you know, as we keep mentioning. You got guys like Damari Brown, um, Conrad Hussey, you know, the other safety out of St. Thomas Aquinas. But now with Cormani McLean being a Miami Hurricane, that brings other guys back into the fold, right? I'm talking about the Damari Browns, the Mark Fletchers, the Hakeem Williams, the Brandon Primetime Ennis. These are the type of playmakers that the University of Miami needs to add on their roster for the next two to three years to get the championships that we're looking to build. You add a Brandon Ennis with a Cormani McLean, a Francis Maigoa, Samson Okanola, and then you pair them with next year, you know, with a Jeremiah Smith and a JoJo Trader and a, and a, and a TJ Capers. Now you're starting to build success in the future. Um, but when you look at this secondary and what we're doing, you know, you're looking at the future, right? You got three cornerbacks in this class, or should I say secondary players, and Cormani McLean, Robert Stafford, and as we know, Antoine Jackson, who was the top safety in 2024, just reclassified to 2023. You now have locked down three great overall prospects for your secondary, but you got to keep moving forward. We named the other prospects that I just mentioned, and you know, you got you got to keep it going because when you look at the past, Alex, the secondary has been something that the University of Miami has missed for many, many years. You go back all the way to 2018, right? You had the infamous Patrick Sertain, Josh Job, Tyson Campbell, Asante Samuel. We have missed on all those guys. You go to 2019, you miss on Tyreek Stevenson, Hakeem Dent. You know, obviously we get Stevenson back a couple years later. 
Um, 2020, you had Ricks, Fred Davis, uh, D. Wingo that went to Georgia. 2021, Jason Marshall, um, Kool-Aid McKinstry went to Bama. And then obviously this past year in 2022, you missed on Earl Little, Jaheim Singletary, Ryan Turner, uh, Kobe Spells. I mean, the list goes on. We have continued to miss on the top prospects that we go after in the secondary, Alex. And now we are starting to hit at the guys. You, you add a Chris Graves and a Kamari Rogers from last year's class, and you start to pair them with these guys that we mentioned. The success is built there. Now we just got to start winning some W's and continue this pipeline. I, I love it. This is preaching the gospel here, Brad Tejeda. Now, Brad, being an enemy territory in, there in Gainesville, do you have the guts to wear Canes gear around town, or do you just give them a couple days to mourn? So, Alex, uh, not only do I have the U tatted on me, and not only is my son of middle name Kane and was born <laughs> at Shan's UF Hospital, but, I mean, I wear, I wear Hurricanes gear every single day I'm out, so I have no problem doing that. But I'm actually thinking about doing something a little bit more funnier for the fans. You know, they – they have these new things on uh, on YouTube and social media where, like, a guy will pretty much just get a phone or a microphone and he'll just ask random questions to people on the street, right? I'm thinking about doing that this weekend, wearing a bunch of Hurricane gear and just going up to Gator <laughs> fans and saying, how is Cormani McClain? How was Money Day? And I just want to get some instant <laughs> reactions and see how it is because I think it would be pretty enlightful uh, for the fan base. And, you know, at the uh -huh. end of the day, Alex, you know, I'm about to be 30 years old here in November, Alex, and there was a time back in my day where my parents would take me to Walmart, Best Buy, Target, and there would be these things on the shelf, right? They were called DVDs, Alex, and they were the top thing that you needed to pl play in the living room. You know, it was your favorite movie. You had to get a DVD, right? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, as the years went on, Alex, they came out with these things called Blu-ray dvds right well it's funny how the times have changed that the orange and blue have Corey raymond who missed out on cormani mcclain because dvd took over so i love that the fact that dvds are still in style and the number one player in the nation and cormani mcclain decided i don't need a blu-ray i don't need gainesville i don't need your full stadium I want to be a Miami Hurricane, and I'm going to go with DeMarcus Van Dyke, so I love it, man. DVDs over Blu-ray. That's that's the lingo for the day. Blu-rays Blu aren't, aren't in anymore, man. That's the takeaway. I, I love. I don't need your full stadium. That is a great line. That is tremendous. Brad Tejeda, you want to follow him on Twitter at Tejeda Brad. Check him out at canesinsight.com. Brad, thank you so much, man. And now, now that we can smile again about recruiting, I think we'll be talking to you a lot more. Absolutely, bro. Uh, hope all is well, man, and enjoy that uh, that Disney. I, I will. Yeah, yeah. And, and for everyone wondering, like, well, why does it look like I'm in a different place? Yeah, I'm at, I'm at Disney World with my family. And like I told my wife and kid, it's like, yeah, you guys go into the park this morning without me. We have more important things to talk about on this beautiful Cormani McLean Friday. And I encourage everyone to make Locked On uh, to make Locked On Sports Today your next listen, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys again later. I, I mean, I'm still planning on dropping keys to the game against Virginia later today, so hopefully you guys are still interested in that. But let's let's continue celebrating Cormani McLean Day, Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.